The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. Hello, Charlie. How are you, Will? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Um, I thought by today, because we're recording this on the day that it hopefully will actually come out, uh, which is Sunday, Tofop Sunday uh, in Australia. It's uh, It's been a while since we've recorded one on the actual day that it might come out. And yeah. uh, I was just saying to Mike Hal, our producer, off air, that uh, I went to bed last night. Um, I watched... Uh, the Saints versus the Gold Coast game on my computer uh, here in LA. And then it was going to be too late to watch the Bulldogs and the Swans game or to find out the result of the election. So I thought, you know what? I'll go to bed a bit early and I'll get up early. Like Christmas Day, right? The sooner you go to sleep. (laughs) Right. The sooner the results come. And that's kind of what I was like. I was like, well, if I go to sleep when I wake up, like the election is decided and the result of the Bulldogs game is decided and I can find out them both in the comfort of my bed on a Saturday morning. So beautiful. I've got up this morning and like so indulgently too. Like, you know, I did that thing of just going, well, I can't turn on my phone. I can't check Twitter or Facebook or anything like that because I might get spoilers. So, you know, um, you know, I don't want to know the election's gone red wedding and it's going to spoil the rest of my morning. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so... I thought I'm going to treat myself in comfort. I'm really going to like, yeah. you know, like, you know, it's going yeah. to be lazy, lazy Saturday. Right. So I'd already got some, um, uh, it's like banana bread, but it's like carrot bread. Like, you know, so it's like, ca- <laughs> it's a- <laughs> so they've taken a carrot cake and banana bread and merged the, the best of both worlds. Right. It's essentially carrot cake. You can heat up and put butter on. Yeah, so it's, it's the uh, it's it's the it's the cake that walks between two worlds. It bridges both fruit and vegetable to create the ultimate cake. Right. So I've decided that I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to have for breakfast. I'm going to fire. I'm going to heat up some carrot cake slash bread. You're hilarious. You and can I've... you can take the little fat kid out of will. No, they can't take the little <laughs> fat kid out of will. I think that's a problem. Inside. Inside that 41-year-old man is a little fat yeah. kid who wants to eat cake for breakfast. I will forever be Augustus Gloop on the inside. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so I've got up. Um, I've, I've made myself some, my, my heated up carrot cake with butter. Um, I've made myself a coffee uh, on the coffee machine here. And then I've, like, gone back to bed and I've, like, uh, oh, no. And I, um, I had some medicinal marijuana, Charlie, because I'm here in sure. L.A. only for another 48 yeah. hours. So I thought I should take advantage of the fact uh, yeah. that I can do that legally. So really treated myself. Like, so I'm, I'm sitting in bed just feeling so comfortable. And I sit there. And the way that the, um, the Watch AFL overseas thing works is it's quarter by quarter. So you basically just, like, you know, you can you – can, watch any of the quarters or you could just like you know so i, I just I, i'm like okay i'll watch the first quarter and then if things aren't going well i can like skip through 
You know, no, you're just like, like me. You're just like me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. It's the best part about watching a replay is that you're like, oh, do I want to? Do I want to draw right. the pain out, or I just want to like cut right. it off? Or do I fast forward to the result and find out if I can enjoy this game or not? Yeah, sometimes like you do that sort of thing of just going, ah, oh, you know what? I can yada 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 half of this quarter. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And, and blah, blah, blah. We're 30 points down. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, will so, I will sometimes do a thing where I, when the opposition get the ball, I will just fast forward. So it's like right. my team playing the flash. <laughs> like, right. Every time the opposition get the ball. No wonder, this, <laughs> no wonder this other team are kicking our ass. <laughs> yeah, I, can nev- I can never understand when like last week when uh, Chris Scott was saying, oh, we had slow ball movement. Because when I watched it, it was all over the place. Right. <laughs> And why does his voice sound like that when I replace <laughs> press conferences? They're already really high-pitched. <laughs> um, so I sat and watched the game, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more on our footy podcast, but um, it was it was a great result. Yeah. Uh, but, but it meant that I had also then delayed finding out what the result of the Australian election was for like nearly three hours because I hadn't been able to check the social media for fear of like the, the footy game being spoiled. So then I've gone mm. to check the election result. And there is no election result, Charlie. What have you done? It's so weird. I'm away so... and you're meant to be choosing a new prime minister and you haven't. What did you do? It was so, it was so funny because everyone, I, I was at that game that you were watching last night. And so everyone was checking their phones to see, you know, the progress of the election. And it was almost, I, I kept thinking that my Twitter feed must have been down because there was no updates. Like there was nothing. I was like, there's no kind of clear, like no one's declaring victory. No one's declaring losses. It's just, it was like Twitter was a giant question mark. Like everyone just sort of seemed to be like, I don't, I didn't even understand what was going on until about midnight when I came home and just read a few websites and was like, okay, so they haven't decided yet, but it feels like the Liberal government have lost the majority. Is that right? They lost 11 seats. Well, basically, and no one really knows yet because it's going to take another week for it to sort itself out minimum. But basically, it looks like neither of them will have a majority in their own right. Well, and so we'll probably have a hung parliament. Like the, the, right. the coalition could still have a majority. They could still, but essentially their lead has been massively, massively slashed and they almost lost. It, right. may, so it, may, it... it may turn out that they, that they do lose. It's more likely that they will win or it will be a hung parliament of some kind. But it's going to take a week, a week and a half to sort it out. And I don't like that, Charlie. Here's what, here's what I'm suggesting. Yeah. We were there that day. I know that it haunts your dreams, but... Mm-hmm. If it's a tie, we come back again next Saturday and we vote again. If it's not not decided on the night, then I I say a week later, get the fucking barbecues out again, get some more fucking sausages and white bread down to those primary schools and have another fucking vote. You know, there's only one problem is that all that, like with the drawn grand final in 2010 and all the sports journalists and commentators who booked their holidays a week after, Laurie Oaks is going to, is he still alive? Yeah. Yeah, Laurie Oaks is going to be on holiday. <laughs> I just wasn't sure for a second there. Like, like Laurie yeah. Oaks, Laurie Oaks is in Hawaii at a a, a luau under a giant yeah. suckling pig. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, Laurie, come back. Well, Lenore Taylor's in Bali getting her hair braided. We're like, Lenore, you need it. So, this uh, this hung parliament. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's going to be a situation like? Uh, what was happening in the states in Congress, where they just have constant sort of deadlocks on on issues because no one can get anything across the line. I mean, the the hung parliament itself is not necessarily a problem. 
Like, I know that everybody, every political commentator will try to tell you that it's a problem and that's all you'll hear. And there are some arguments to be made why it is problematic. But to be mm. honest, all it really means is it was kind of a draw. Half of the people wanted one thing and half of the people wanted another thing. So essentially, to get anything through, they're going to have to compromise with the what the majority of people want. So in some yeah. ways, if the two teams are willing to work together then it could be a really, really good result because it would mean basically things were in the middle. But unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, what it tends to mean is fucking nutcases like Pauline Hanson, who might have a seat or two in the Senate, end up having control. So instead of it being a consensus position, which is what everybody wanted because they voted 50-50 on the fucking having consensus, mm. you have to do deals with these right-wing nut you know, bags and whatever that like you know have, have won these seats and now have the balance of power. So, I mean, nobody knows exactly if that's going to be the scenario yet, but it fucking yeah. could be. You know, I mean, uh, it's you... so it's so bad that we've had like fucking five or six prime ministers in the last five or six years. Oh, we've God. had an eight eight week election campaign to fucking decide who it's going to be out of these two fucking idiots, and then yeah. we're like, we can't decide. They're still, still, decide. still <laughs> they're both so bad. <laughs> they're both that, fucking shit. They are a but, drawer of shit. They're both fours. That's and that's I mean that's the vibe I got from everyone I spoke to who voted was just like, oh God, I don't like either of them. Like you know, this right. is. It's a, it's a horrible choice I have to make here. It's it's. Did you read um, Andrew Bolt uh, wrote a very feverish like uh, blog post? I love it. I, for Mal I love. Did you read, how, did you read I, it? Oh, mate, you know, I love. Did it, I you love know how it, crazy it, it, he's going. It's the best. Yeah, uh, but he's that that one where he called for Malcolm Turnbull to re, uh, resign. It read like you know when you go on Facebook sometimes and one of your friends has had a really bad experience, right. you know, with a fucking car dealership or something, uh -huh. and they just go on this fucking rant. Like that normally ends with sorry, rant over or what? It, that's right. what it felt like. Just a really, just a really pissed off eighteen-year-old girl, you know, who is sick of all these people bagging the Kardashians. When you know the Kardashians actually a really good show, and, and it was just like it was so. But the, the best part about it was he was like, you took everything that Tony out of it. Um, you said that you, you, you you're gonna uh, everything that Tony Abbott said in place. You said you're gonna. Um, bring through but you've just made matters worse it's like hang on wasn't tony abbott's approval rating dropping below how low did tony abbott get as like prime minister was it, it was like below 50 percent, wasn't it uh so firstly like andrew bolt all his columns should end in sorry rant over that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just had to vent like his columns are all so much more delightful if you just add the words sorry, <laughs> sorry rant over, rant over. <laughs> at the end of each of them. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, Andrew. You know what? I get what you're saying about the Muslims now, now that I read sorry, rant over. Yeah. He, he wouldn't have got sued for racism under 18C if he just put down totally. the bottom, sorry, yeah. rant over. Yeah. <laughs> we we all get it, Andrew. I was at IKEA the other day, and I had a bad time too. We get it, mate. Sometimes you just got to get online and just let people know you're you're in most thoughts. Yeah. No. I mean, here's the truth, which okay. is this: uh, Tony Abbott was going to lose the election. Tony Abbott would have lost this election. So any bullshit that you're going to hear about how, like, if they'd stuck with Tony Abbott or they need to go back to Tony Abbott, and they would then it's that is just fucking bullshit. Uh, the reason Malcolm Turnbull's approval ratings were so good when he came in was people thought he was a centrist. And the Australian people, as they approve of this result, are centrist. We like a centrist sort of thing. We don't like extremes too far on either end, right? And But the, mo the more he went to the right and the more he moved away from 
his centrist position, the more his ratings and stuff became disastrous. And this mm. is the reason, the reason he's got this result is that he ran with to to a lot of Tony Abbott's policies. Tony, yeah. Abbott, to Tony Abbott isn't the solution to this. Andrew Tony Abbott's the, 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 the cause of it. Right. Like that's like that, when the decline th started. That's what Andrew Bolt's column should have been. He should have been, you yeah. should have not listened to any of Tony's shit. You've got Tony all over you and it ruined you. Sorry, rant mm. over. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, I mean, I think he did a terrible, terrible job. But I think they're both pretty terrible and everybody kind of agreed they're both terrible. And we just went, okay, yeah. it's a tie. Does it? The, the, the political system in the West seem broken all over the shop? Like... I mean, what we're seeing in uh, with the Brexit, what we're seeing with the rise of Donald Trump, and like there's a, there seems to be like a general, like a, a feeling that this is not working. Like this kind of two-party system, you know, the same policies that are virtually indistinguishable from each other. That's, you know, people are going hard left and hard right because it's like we need an alternative. Like we have been given no alternative. You can't go if you went to a restaurant that only had the same two dishes every time you sat down to eat. Like in the end, you're going to go to McDonald's. Yeah, but no, gonna... no, but you know, well, they are McDonald's, you know, that's the, that's the problem. Uh, but you go, oh, well, I won't go to this shit coffee shop all the time. But the problem is, while you weren't looking, while you're going to the shit coffee shop, the shit coffee shop have used their power to run all the other good coffee shops out of fucking business. And mm. you go, oh, well, I'll go to that good coffee shop down the road. And they're like, oh, don't go there. Their coffee's $9. And, you know, they'll, they'll braid yeah. your hair and they all smoke pot. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I won't go there. And you're like, well, what about that place down the road? Oh, well, that's cheap because of refugees. They're probably going to steal from your backyard. And, you know, so... Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. It's we ha we have this thing in Australia at the moment that like is not as bad as the rest of the world, but you are seeing it in the rest of the world, which is this massive inequality in the system, right? So you basically have this system now that is like set up. Like, I mean, you know, they say there are no parties, any political parties anymore. There's only the the big business. You know, that's uh, yeah. Go on. Sorry. So uh, Mark Al just uh, put up a stat for us in February 2015. Tony Abbott's approval rating was only 24 percent, which right. I believe ranks lower than Batman versus Superman on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's... did you bring up Batman versus Superman on Rotten Tomatoes? What that that p approval rating is? I mean, is is there a chance that Batman versus Superman was more likely to get elected by the Australian people <laughs> than Tony Abbott? Because we'll, we'll soon find out. I mean, that'd be the greatest of all disses. Because when Malcolm Turnbull challenged him, he did actually quote the polls. He said, we can't win with these numbers in the polls. And Batman versus Superman is at 27%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Perhaps the greatest indictment on Tony Abbott's uh, time in office was the fact that he was less popular than Batman versus Superman. He was 24% rotten. I mean, here's what I would love to say, Charlie. I mean, we have, we have a rare opportunity here, which is this podcast is coming out in real time for once. So, Andrew Bolt's written this article about Malcolm Turnbull and how he should apologise to Tony Abbott. How about Malcolm Turnbull responds with a little bit of, uh, mate, Tony Abbott, less popular than Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if that, if that was his response? If he just yeah. came out with that? Just said that. Yeah. Nothing more. It'd be amazing if it turns out Tony Abbott's mother is Martha Abbott. Oh, yeah. If they just had the same name. Yeah. Well, that's why they're a tie. Bill Shorten and uh, Malcolm yeah, Turnbull. Yeah. It turns out their mums have the exact same name. So the whole election yeah. could have been avoided. <laughs>
<laughs> They're like, I know we disagree about negative gearing, but our mothers have the same name, so besties. I found out that, uh, I didn't realise Bill Shorten went to my high school. Oh, really? Boy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Which is quite unusual, because I thought that my school produced mainly sort of liberal. Yeah, but I mean, Bill Shorten's, you know, he, he's the boss of the working guys. He's not the... Yeah, right. It's the white collar, blue collar. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, he's fighting for the working man. He's not actually the working man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he claimed it as a victory. He said Labor's back. Labor's yeah. back. Yeah, but Backstreet said that Backstreet was back. You can say whatever you want. Justin Timberlake yeah. said he said he brought Sexy back. No one even, even thought that Sexy had gone away. I believe when Michael Jordan came out of retirement, and Mike Hal, you can confirm or deny this, it was simply a fax saying, I'm back. A fax. A fax, yeah. <laughs> Our kids. So um, there was a time where we used to send emails, but as actual paper. <laughs> so you would write that email down, yeah. or, or I'd type it, but like you yeah. could write it down in your handwriting, and then you yeah. would send it through... A machine. Uh, it was yeah. like a little photocopy, I guess. Kind a scanner. Of. It was like a scanner. It was like what a was scanner. It? I had a fax machine. I used to work in a video store. Uh, and we had a fax machine. And, and a photocopier. And so people would come into the store and do their photocopying and their faxing. And people used to pay to use the fax machine. I'd completely forgotten about this. But so I had to re... So what would be in a fax machine was like, you know, in a cash register, how they had that little till thing, right? It's that little the spool that they print the receipt on. You'll see them sometimes. So a fax machine had like a long version of that. So it was a roll of kind of thin paper. So if a fax came through, it would be fed out and then like you'd tear it off. So it was kind of like, uh, it, well, it was almost like a, a facsimile of the original document. Oh, right. Okay. I wonder if those two things are associated. Well, I believe a fax machine was FAX and facsimile is FAC. So I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> That was the one. That was the one thing that uh, people often bring up about Back to the Future too, when they're in the future. It's like everything, you know, hoverboards and stuff, and they still have a fax machine. Some places still have fax machines. Bullshit. No, you see them every now and again, and I'm like, why are you still holding on to that? Is there some reason that, like, having a fax machine? But it's like those old school printers that they only mm. seem to have in uh, car rental places. Yeah. The dot matrix ones. Yeah. Are you like, are yeah. they still, is there, is there some business that still just makes those just for car rental places? I think the last time I, I did, I think I did university assignments on a printer like that, that you would just, it would be the worst thing to leave like going because it would take ages because it would print line by line and it made that fucking sound like a so when you're at uni doing like an all-nighter and you had to fucking print your assignment off, but at the same time you had to get to sleep, it was that battle of, oh God, do I print this now and just lie in bed for the next fucking four hours listening to this thing? I mean, it's amazing how uh, quickly technology advances. I mean, the fact that we are in two different countries recording this fucking podcast, whereas like we lived through an age where we thought it was wondrous that the internet existed, where... <laughs> Where to go online, you would have to, every time you went online, hear that awful dial-up, like, you know, screech yeah, yeah. and sort of the internet screech, right? Imagine if every time you checked your Twitter, it had to make that screech before it logged you onto your phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's always that thing, isn't it, about, like, when you use a microwave now, like, I've stood there and tapped my foot 
because it's taking 20 seconds for me to heat up like my bowl of rice or whatever it is. I don't even know why they have anything that's over a minute on a microwave because I think that the only way you ever cook anything is in minutes. You just you put it on for a minute and then you check it or stir it or whatever and then you put it on for another minute. Everything's cooked in minutes in a microwave. So I just uh, found out, there's a found an article here on uh, Business Insider which is Michael, jo- uh, Michael Jordan uh, in March 18, 1995, after playing minor league baseball for a year, spread the news he was coming back by sending a fax to reporters. After rejecting the number of press releases written by his agent, Jordan took out a piece of paper and wrote his own statement in two words, I'm back. And then he pressed send, I, I imagine. <laughs> I think Phil Collins divorced his wife by fax. Oh, really? Yeah. Mike he Howell, said, can you check that out? <laughs> he, 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 said, he said, I'm gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe he sent his like wife uh, divorce papers by fax. She found out by fax. I uh, went into a bit of a, a, a fell down a Phil Collins rabbit hole on YouTube the other day because I just we've talked about this I'm sure on this podcast like I just love that in the 80s pop stars could be like middle-aged paunchy kind of men like nowadays like the equivalent is like Justin Timberlake like you've got to be sexy but uh, back pit, then people people well yeah I guess but he's still sort of like you pit know bull, I mean people is people is today's Robert Palmer but he's still I would say he's in better shape than Robert Palmer like Robert Palmer and Phil Collins genuinely just looked like you know uh, dude like You'd see on uh, Glen Gary, Glen, uh, an amateur production of Glen Gary, Glen Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Glen Gary, Glen Rob. They couldn't get the rights to the original. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the off-brand version <laughs> by David Mo- by David Mommet. <laughs> <laughs> Says here, uh, Mike Hell's found an entry. Uh, Collins faced a number of reports claiming he ended his marriage to his second wife, Jill Travelman, in a fax with a fax machine, but he insists it's not the case. Quote. I was in Frankfurt and I sent her a fax because the phone kept going down. I was arranging time to see the kids and reference the fact that the marriage was over, but it was translated as me finishing our relationship by fax. Okay, well, that, I could, that seems like... I could, I could imagine that would be misinterpreted. I mean, that sounds... Have we had a problem with some fax facts? Um, no, <laughs> it, it sounds to me, Charlie, even yeah, worse... this episode could be called Tofop Facts. Yeah, Tofop... <laughs> That, that is actually a very tofop idea. We'll probably yeah. end up doing some show by fucking facts in the future. That is, a, I actually yeah. had an idea I wanted to discuss as um, uh, yeah, right. maybe okay. a, a maybe a bonus um, <laughs> a bonus thing we can do off of our Patreon. Uh-huh. Um, what if we do commentaries on on old episodes? <laughs> Are you like, mean... we go, like we go back to episode one, and we and we do a commentary on the first conversation we ever had on tofop. I mean, I like that because there's some conversations we had back then that I think we need to do some justification of. (laughs) (laughs) But my thought is, do we do it at the same time? Like we talk over it live and we just let it run. Uh And so, you know, drift back and forth to the podcast or do we stop and start? No, I think we have to stop and start. I think it would just be horrible to listen to if we did it like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But we could do it in like chunks. We could just go, well, how many conversations do we want to have in between? So say it's an hour long podcast. We could do it in like, you know, five minute chunks or whatever. And like, yeah, break it up. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And I wonder if maybe like we can get people to vote on the Facebook if there's any particular episode they'd like us to go back. I think preferably yeah, that's a good out idea. Of the, Old out ones. of the fir- out of the first thirty, so oh, we don't first actually. 30. Well, just just because I think it's like the older the better, and you know, just pick a couple from that because that will be less likely to remember what we talked about. Well, how how about as a general like rule going forward? Because we've got a really clear point, which is how about before the end and after the end? So like, so we only do so anything from the original run of Tofop before the final episode. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, commentary on commentary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's and then idea. in five years, we can do a commentary on our commentary on the commentary. Yeah. Well, it might be a really cool thing for Patreon, but it also might just be a cool thing for us to record a few of because there are weeks where, you know, for whatever reason, the two of us can't get together. And they mm. might be things that we could put up in weeks where we're away that like are still yeah. kind of fun for people to enjoy that, you know, are a little bit more than a clip show. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, We'll, we'll work out how to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah might be, I mean... Might be just a case of uh, uh, recording it, like listening to it off a computer, and then uh, Mike Howell can cut in the original, the high-quality uh, original file in between what we're listening to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, what yeah. we should do. Yeah, yeah. Mike Howell, does that sound okay? <laughs> Mike Howell's <Yeah>. gone. <laughs> he's quit. That's yeah. it. No, he's just said yes. Brilliant. Yeah. He, he, he sent a message just before he goes, he was listening to an old one today and this happened. Uh, Charlie, there are cactus, cacti that don't even need water. Will, are you thinking of a garden gnome? So, <laughs> <laughs> so quality conversations <laughs> like that. What the fuck were we talking about? The weird part about that is, I don't know what I my mean, response was. I you, think if I just brush past that, then there's something definitely wrong. I think the podcast should be called, uh, What the Fuck Were We Talking About? Because that would be the most Yeah, common. that's a good idea. Those episodes should be called, What the Fuck Were We Talking About? Yeah. And we both ran past it. So we thought that that didn't even bear examination. Oh, well, you know, that's the other thing we could do if we wanted to make this a little bit more interesting. But we could do it the other ways too. This is just a meeting that we're having on air. But um, <laughs> if we didn't want to do that sort of thing of going, taking all five minutes of a conversation, for example, and then mm. doing a conversation about that and going through the entire podcast, if that seemed like it was too much, what if we got, you know, Michael to like out of a, an episode, pick like, you know, sort of four or five things, whether they were 30 seconds or like, you know, three minutes that were kind of, you know, specific bits or like, and they could be of varying lengths. So one whole bit or like just some random funny thing like that out of context. And we just do comments. We hear them without hearing the context. And because that way we can also then speculate on whatever it was that we thought we were talking about or whatever. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Is that better? I love it, kid. You got a deal. Give this dude whatever he wants. And now you know how uh, this podcast is organized. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I like it. We could, yeah. Out of context, TOEFOP. Out of context. Just trying to think if there's some pun we could use there. I want to context you up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, you went a long way for that, but I liked it, to be honest with you. I I was pretty happy with the journey. Uh, I, I, hey, can I tell you this? Um, yeah. 
I yeah, I found an article here in the paper that I thought might be interesting to us today. If you yeah yeah uh, want to talk about this, so basically it's an article in the in the movie pages of the LA Times, and they've written a, a big thing about the end of stars. Basically, like so they're saying these days, you know, the idea that like you, if you have a big star in a movie that you can open a movie, it's just it rarely exists anymore. Uh, so instead. Uh, what has replaced stars is franchises. The biggest thing in yeah. Hollywood is franchises. So they've listed in order from 25 to 1 ah. the most valuable... Valuable franchises. Uh, the, yeah, the power list. 25 of the... So the 25 biggest brands, I guess, is in the film. way they, they and they're all And they're, they're all film or they're TV <laughs> as well? No, so these are all... I haven't had a quick... Yeah, but this is in film, in, in movies, right? So they're all, they're all film franchises. Okay. They're all so, fi- film franchises. And okay. um, sometimes if they're made by... Uh, sometimes they're grouped together is all I'm going to say okay. at this point. So okay. what I thought we could do... So there's yeah. 25 of them. Let's yeah. see how many of them that you can guess. Okay. So we'll and start I'll, at one so we can get rid of the obvious ones first and then we'll get... It'll get trickier as it goes along as you eliminate all the kind of All right, that sounds good. Ones. So I'd say number one would have to be Star Wars. Okay, Star Wars is number two. Oh, Marvel, number one. Marvel is number one. Yes, okay. Ah, right. marvellous. Yeah. Well done, Charlie. <laughs> I, thought well, the idea, I thought the idea of the Marvel Cinematic Universe might trick you. Like you no, might no. go individually, but you're like, you're right on that. No, 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 no. I, it's uni- universe building. So I'd say that they're one and Mar- two. Marvel at one, Star Wars at two. And then a third one would be, I mean, can you tell me, have some of the properties been dormant for a while? Like, you know, Harry Potter, they haven't made one in like five years or are there some sort of dormant properties? Yes. Like Hunger Games and stuff. All right, so I'd I say mean, th- little, this oh. is probably over the last 10 years, I'd say. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'd say number three, Harry Potter. Harry Potter's number four. Fuck! So pretty, pretty good, though. I'm just, I keep missing by one. Um, uh, would be Hunger Games? The Hunger Games, I imagine, is on this list, although it isn't on my first page that I have in front of me. Hang on. Uh, we'll oh, you this. know what it would be? You know what it would be? Number three would be Pixar. Okay. Now, let, I don't know if Pixar have... You get to do Pixar by itself. Okay. So that's... It's not like Marvel... It's because it's not a the, the characters aren't in, there's not an interconnected franchise universe or something. Surely yeah, I Pixar guess, I, would have to be I, on there, wouldn't they? I mean, I I I got to be honest with you, there are individual Pixar's, but oh. there there isn't like a Pixar okay. well, that's together. Right. No, that that, that helps. But okay, so I still haven't got number three. So we go one Marvel, two uh, Star H- Wars. H- Hunger Games isn't on the list. Mike Hell just okay. told me. Okay. Because uh, uh, he's got the internet and I've got two old pieces of paper that I ripped out of the <laughs> LA Times. That you had faxed to you this morning. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got, I, one, I've got one, two and four, that's correct. I, I send all my rants on fax and then I have to send my <laughs> standard sorry rant over fax afterwards. Uh, okay, Marvel, Star Wars, blank. Harry Potter. So, yeah. oh, uh, would do it be want, James do, do, Bond? Oh, Charlie, you are very yes. good at this. So, yeah, am I, okay. Marvel, Star Wars, James Bond, Harry Potter in fifth place. What is the fifth biggest uh, brand uh, franchise uh, going around? Fast and the Furious. 
Oh my god, Charlie! This is like am I a, right? This is like a special talent for you. This is. <laughs> I actually thought this would be harder. You are. I mean, it'll get harder, but yeah, yeah. But even getting these in this sort of order, this is like some fucking mad, like uh, the Price is Right shit. I was, I was. I mean, this sounds. This is going to sound weird, but I was thinking about the Fast and the Furious just today, because uh, Jeremy and I were out looking at cars, and uh, I was like, you know, I for, for street ra- for street racing, are you guys going to start? Yeah, street exactly. Racing? Yeah, like we just try and live our lives one quarter mile at a time, Will. Um, well, you know what? You just got to break the rules, man. That's what you know. What I've, do- what I've learned about those films is that family is the most important thing. Like the last Fast and Furious film I saw, there was at least six speeches about we're a family and family does what family does. It's like crime, crime. <laughs> yeah. heaps and heaps of crime and pussy. Family's all about pussy and crime and fast cars and blowing people up and family. There and was a, pussy and parties and drugs and booze and family. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if you if it was the last one, but whatever Fast and Furious has fucking um Vin Diesel fighting uh, uh Jason Statham at the end. They're having this fight on this crumbling car park and uh the fi- finishing move Vin Diesel goes uh, you know about the, the thing about fighting on the streets and he's like what and he's gone the street always wins and then he stomps on the concrete and the concrete falls apart and jason statham gets crushed by heaps of concrete <laughs> it's just it's amazing like they have another fight where the the entire mo- their moves consist of just they they face off and they essentially play chicken but they don't pull out of it they just drive their cars at each other as hard as fast as they can and that's their entire strategy it's fucking yeah they're, they're, do, they're, do you they're know why charlie films. because that's what your family would want yeah yeah exactly because family no, is everything nothing says i love my family and family is everything like driving your car really really quickly at another psycho <laughs> <laughs> And also, they do the most awkward Corona product placements. In this one, I think Kurt Russell, oh, yeah. you know, they welcome into the fucking control room where they're monitoring the terrorists or whatever. And just out of nowhere, he goes, want a Corona? <laughs> just like a bucket of fucking... Oh, no, he offers him another beer, I think. And Vin Diesel goes, no, I only drink Corona. <laughs> like that. I, I, t- I am technically drinking a Corona right now, though. So. But, but the, the thing is about those films, like, have you seen Idiocracy? Yes. And and they project that, like, in the future, the number one film at the box office is just a film called Ass, which is just a, a still shot of someone's ass that occasionally farts. <laughs> That's, sometimes I watch, like, Fast and Furious films and go, like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're heading in the right direction. The decline is on. Mate, on? I mean, the, the, I reckon the decline's jumped the shark. That's how long it's been on for. <laughs> All right, The Fast and the Furious no. at five. Number okay, six, number six. Uh, most uh, powerful franchise in Hollywood. Um, now, I guess it's made a lot of money. So would be, uh, can you give me a hint maybe? So yeah, is I will. Comic, is, it, is, it, is it a comic book property? It's based on a... Uh, it's based on a toy. <laughs> That's probably... Transformers. Too much, yeah, okay, Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, too, much too much information. information. Is it He Man? Does is the next one so seven? Would it be like the X Men franchise? Okay, X Men's at eight, so that's pretty good. You've okay. done very well okay. there. But uh, at seven, this is where it gets a little uh, interesting because okay. um, it's 
this one really surprised me. Is it a comedy? It's it's animation. Ah. Uh. But it's it wasn't what I expected. Is what I would say. Oh. It wasn't my. It wasn't the obvious animation I would have gone to. Um. Ah, oh, is it Shrek? No, it's not Shrek. Ah. Oh. Uh, Ice Age. No, uh, Frozen. Ice Age. Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> frozen. A uh, Frozen Ice Age. No. Um, shit. Neither. Uh, neither of those. Okay. Good. <laughs> Just checking. Uh, Charlie. Uh, Charlie. It is neither yeah. of those. Let it go. Nice. <laughs> nice. And a reference from Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> you are a nut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we're shooting video on that. Um, uh, okay, so it's an animation. Can you give me a hint? Has there been one released in the last two years? Yes. But it's a bit oh. tricky because the proper... Anyway, whatever. I'll, I'll give you either answer. It has okay. two names. Okay. Uh I don't know. Pass. Despicable Me. What? Because oh, yeah. Because minions. minions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would never have got that. No, me neither. I've, but yeah, it's I've the never Minions. S- I've never seen those films. But people love them. There's like a no, girl at work. Children they don't? love them. Oh, no. I know adults who love it too. Like I was just going to say, there's adults at my work who have like Minions ringtones and Minions phone covers and shit. Yeah, they're not actual adults. <laughs> Okay, good. Thanks for clearing that up. That's, I mean, I didn't need to clear it up. The fact that they have a minion's ringtone cleared it up. <laughs> Literally the definition of not being an adult. You can't drive your car if you have a minion's fucking ringtone. You can't drink in a bar if you have a minion's fucking ringtone. I don't know why I've turned into yeah. Dr. Seuss you, about this. You can't, you, you can't have sex with anyone if they have, if you're over 18 and they have a minion's ringtone. Right. If you hear a minion's ringtone ring, Mid-coitus, you're committing a yeah. crime. <laughs> Get, grab that phone, turn that phone thing off and ring your lawyer, son. <laughs> uh, so what are we up to, nine? Uh, in ninth place. We're back into the world of non-animation. Okay, so uh, it's, it's, uh, it's live action. It's live action. Um, special effects, though. Okay, it's live action special effects. Fuck, I mean, there's got to be like a whole bunch of films that I know nothing about, like Maze Runner and... You, you, know, these, the, you know all it, about this film. Like, I mean, I mean, everyone knows about this. This is a popular okay. film franchise. Can you tell me what, what year... Uh, oh, right, okay. So it would, be, um, it would be the DC Universe? The DC Universe comes in at 16th place. <laughs> oh, not just, not uh, so sweet. I'm just on that. 16 not, DC. I'm not, I'm not sure if you saw last week, but um, uh, DC did a big kind of like uh, uh, a, a junket, a, prendly, a, a, a press-friendly junket where they invited some of the kind of more vocal critics of Batman versus Superman to come to the set of Justice League where, yeah. you know, they had full access to kind of uh, Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder and... Um, they got to see scenes filmed. They were shown footage, you know, from uh, uh, some stuff that's been cut together from Justice League. And uh, some of the ones, I, some of the um, the blogs I was reading, the question was asked, you know, well, why do you think people had the negative reaction 
to Batman versus Superman. And Deborah Snyder's gone, well, I think what we realised is, A, you know, um, we sort of, people were disappointed and we hear that and we, and we understand that. And, um, you know, we want to give people what they want. But what we also learnt is that people don't like to see the heroes deconstructed. And I was like, that's, that's the lesson you're taking from this because that's wrong. We do like seeing heroes deconstructed. What we need first, though, are heroes to be deconstructed. It does not surprise me in any way that the person who made Batman versus Superman uh, is not in touch with what audiences want or what he's actually doing. Like, yeah. I mean, I, it's crazy that he thinks that's what he was doing. No, that's that, Deborah Snyder. His wife is the one who said that. that they his don't want the heroes yeah. Oh, his wife. Because oh, well, she's maybe, the producer. Uh, you know what, though? Like, I mean, always a bit of leeway if the wife wants her way in. You know, I mean, Steph Curry's <laughs> wife said the NBA finals were rigged. I mean, sometimes <laughs> sometimes your wife gets a little bit defensive and just lashes out. Oh, do you think she's, it's, the, it's gonna, a 10 year herd of uh, movie yeah. making? She's like, yeah. stop it. Zach's really lovely and he's great with the kids. And you know what? Okay, sure. You know what? He had a bad relationship with his father, and I think it explains a lot about the movies. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the only difference here is that she's uh, hands-on in producing all of the films as well. So, you know, what she says goes. And I think it was just... I, it's funny that she's they like, should... I love Zach. Every Sunday he makes me a deconstructed lasagna, and everyone's <laughs> like, well, that's actually just lasagna. It's like, <laughs> but you don't it, know the, what deconstructed it, is. The weird thing is that they would have, you know, Christopher Nolan on as an executive producer and then say people don't want to see their heroes deconstructed. Well, the last time you made a Batman film, that's what the director did. But the difference was he took his time to establish who the character was and their value system to then, you know, deconstruct it or get, like, put a new spin on it. The problem with Batman versus Superman is, A, you had one, uh, the, 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 the lead character of the film, the way they characterise him in Man of Steel, they didn't, they didn't reframe or do anything new with the character. And in fact, they gave him less to do in the second film. So we knew even less about him. And then the Batman they introduced, they had no depth or he seemed to be so um, lacking in complexity that any attempt to deconstruct him just makes him look like a fucking psychopath. Actually, you know what? To be honest, Charlie, now that you say that out loud, I'm actually coming around to uh, Mrs. Snyder's point of view because... yeah. What is more deconstructing of Superman than not making him super? Like, what is <laughs> yeah, more... That's a good you point. Know? What Maybe is more, fuck, you're right. What is more deconstructing of Batman than making him being bad at being a detective and good at murdering people? I mean, in some ways, now that I They're, think about it, he actually right. literally has deconstructed those characters. I yeah, mean, literally, take, literally taken them apart. Yeah. And broken taken, them. But, yeah, taken all the things we... <laughs> associate and liked about the characters and yeah. dispensing with them and then creating <laughs> new motivations and characteristics right. that make us hate them. I mean, I in think fact, that... Well, I they're think making the super villains. Right. I think the point of deconstruction, like, you know, it's, let's say in a culinary sense from the cooking shows yeah. I watch is, by, okay. by, ta by taking something apart, you're meant to show something more about the whole by presenting it in its you know, different parts. That's how you deconstruct, right? So yeah. I'm okay with that. That's a, a cool approach to have to art, you know. But also sometimes if you just take something apart, you can't book it, put it back together again. <laughs> it's just in parts. You're like, hey, did you put that bookshelf together? No, I took apart your bed. Yeah. Uh, well, 
I deconstructed your shelves. <laughs> I yeah, I uh, I think the the overriding view from the people who went to this junket said, look, they're definitely trying to make amends. Right. <laughs> but they still feel like they've missed the point of why people were upset in the first place. Oh, they know what they got wrong. They just have no idea how to fix it. That's what yeah. Batman versus Superman showed because they it clearly identified they'd heard what they got wrong in the first Superman film, but they mm. just didn't like they identified all the problems. All those things they were trying to address with the you know, the violence and the killing and all like but they just didn't get how to fix it yeah all right let's get back to this list uh number nine so number nine uh jurassic park oh okay i'm not gonna get a guess (laughs) that that, that was the one you were trying to guess that we hadn't got okay that was that was jurassic park the huge franchise Okay. All right. So number 10. So can you just define for me, like uh, a franchise is, do these films tend to have more than say three parts of them? Are there any kind of like, is, are there any single films or sequels like two film franchises or are they all, all multiple? All of them have three, I would say minimum. Okay. Uh, Some of them have reboots within that, but are all part Ah, of the same. That's interesting. Star Wars would count for that, for example, as had yep. the kind of, you know, reboots and continuations and whatever, okay. but there's others. Okay, so... so and in 10th uh, is... place, I think there's been five of these ones, or they might be working on the fifth one at the moment. Well, 10th place is Jurassic Park, right? No, ninth was Jurassic oh, Park. Jurassic Park. Tenth, okay, so 10th place has been five. 10th has had five. F- four, working on the fifth at the moment. Ah, okay. Uh working on the fifth one yeah is it um young adult or is it uh superhero uh i would say young adult okay and mike mike hallers told me that the uh rules for this list were uh minimum of three films 25 maximum that's your list 25 maximum Fucking yeah. hell. james bond well, i guess bond i was gonna say yeah right yeah uh okay um i'm making the fourth one right now they're made like, for. They're making a fifth oh, one right Indi- now. Is it Indiana, Indiana Jones? No, it's not Indiana Jones, but it is a sort of an adventure-style movie franchise. I'll give you a clue. Oh, yeah, Mission, Mission Impossible. No, it's not huh? Mission Impossible, Fuck. but that is in 11th place is Mission Impossible. So. <laughs> I keep getting the one behind the one I should be getting. Yeah. It's like there's a fucking delay on my brain. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Mike Hell could edit this together and you would seem like a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the making the, the it's, a, yeah, it's an adventure series right um, this, this, give me a this, hint give me, yeah, give, I'll, me I'll one, give me a non-major actor who appears in it like not one of the major stars oh uh, no I'm gonna get well I'll give you an obscure oh. oh go on I'll give you an obscure hint first and if okay. that doesn't work then I'll move on to a more broad hint uh, okay. my clue is Michael <laughs> Bolton uh, Lonely Island yeah okay no. Yeah, uh, good, good. Uh, oh, well. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird you should say that because I was, Gemma and I were talking the other day about, um, she says like sometimes, you know, like we've just found this uh, uh, sandwich shop off the road that make these really delicious wraps. Uh-huh. And Gemma's been going there every day because she's like, oh, when I find something I really like, I just, you know, I, I just binge on it. 
And I said, I do that with kind of like songs sometimes. And that Lonely Island, Captain Jack Sparrow, last week, I just went on a fucking like binge where any time I got into my car or, you know, was traveling somewhere, going to the gym, I would listen to that song on loop. Like it was weird. It's, it's kind of like I do this thing where I have to hammer that thing out, binge on it, and then I will never listen to it again. So it just so happens that I know every word to the fucking song. Yeah, you're like, have you heard that new uh, Lonely Island song? Yeah, I binge listened. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I listened to it 80 times yesterday. I will never listen to it again. Yeah, I will exactly. know it off by heart for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I would have, I would have thought Pirates would have been higher than um, than uh, uh, X Men. That's interesting. There you go. What so, are, how um, are they? How are they? Uh, are they saying that these are the biggest franchises and these are the ones that have generated the most amount of coin? Or just its evaluation on what the franchises were. I mean, I think there were a, a myriad of factors they took into it, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was a, you know what? To be honest, Charlie, here's what I'm going to be. I'll, I'll just be honest with you and everybody. Uh, yeah. The explanation you can see there is about a thousand words, and I just could not be bothered reading. <laughs> <it>. so... <laughs> well, if anyone is interested in reading it, we'll send you a fax. Yeah, uh... <laughs> it'll be fine. Uh, okay. So, so 11 was no, Mission no, Impossible? 11 was Mission Impossible. In 12th place, uh, now this is an interesting one. This might be a bit tricky for you. It is a superhero franchise. Sure. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, wow. You are really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like well, we found your actual like special talent. This is your X-Men power. <laughs> well, it's the I, I'd only say that because there's very few... We've excluded DC. We've excluded... Marvel, we've excluded the X-Men. There's really only one franchise character left. It's right. Spider-Man. See, but the thing that I thought was going to trip you up is the thing that actually got you the answer. That's You're smarter than I... Because I was like... Because uh, I would have gone, oh, Marvel, Spider-Man. But of course, Spider-Man's yeah. not... You're very... He's with Sony. Yeah, it's, it's my it's knowledge of uh, who owns the character. <laughs> it's my nerdy knowledge of who has the rights to characters that got me through that. Uh, in 13th place... Uh, Anim what? Animation. Animation. Okay. Uh, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only animation I know. No. Sp um, spo spoilers. Shrek does not make the top 25. <laughs> um, now, would it be Ice Age? It's not Ice Age. When, when, I, when, I've called, when I've called something out that's been in the list, you've, you've, you've told me, haven't you? I've told you, yeah. Okay, and also, right. um, Pixar... Um, you mentioned earlier is Pixar on this. This is a Pixar film. I'll tell you that. Oh, the franchise. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story. Toy Story. Yes. Yeah. Toy Story in thirteenth place. Um. Oh, it had all the box offices that they've made so far, but I just didn't read them out. So anyway, that would have been good. Because in fourteenth place. Uh, uh, give me genre. <laughs> uh, here's what I will say: is one of the things I just told you. I lied to you about. It's actually, a, it's a movie that you've mentioned already that I didn't mention. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what did I say? Indiana, jo Indiana Jones. It's not Indiana Jones. No, okay. it's animation. Uh, oh, animation. Frozen. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> what did I say? Frozen, Ice Age. Ice Age. Ice oh, Age. it was Ice Age. Okay, yeah, cool. Ice Age cool. in 14th. So technically, I think that means you stuck with your guessing the one ahead when you said Ice Age before. <laughs> yeah. But I, all right. 
Uh, in fifteenth place again is a movie that you, franchise that you've already mentioned that I okay. didn't bring up lied. at the time. <laughs> you said <son of laughs> that bitch. I lied. To, well, again, you can see this, but yeah. the people at home will just have to hear me describe it. The piece of paper I ripped out of the paper when I ripped it out, I also tore the piece of paper and I <laughs> tore it on the bit that is Ice Age and this next one. So te- <laughs> technically. <laughs> I didn't see In your defense. Good. They were on a tear, okay. Your Honor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right. It's something I said, but did, did you say animation or no? Just uh, a regular no, live just action. A, re- a regular live action, yep. <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it is Indiana Jones. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I was just joking. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Like, so Harrison Ford has two franchises in the top 20. Yeah. Do you have two in the... No, yeah, two in the top 20. That's insane. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, all right. Uh, in 16th, 16th place 16th was the place. DC Cinematic Universe, as we mentioned earlier. So that... I mean, look, if 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 being behind a 72-year-old man running around with a hat and a whip doesn't <laughs> make you rethink your creative choices, DC, like, come on. People would rather see a geriatric Indiana Jones than your Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest with you. I would love to see a geriatric Indiana Jones, but not doing an adventure. Just yeah, just complaining. Just what was that Clint Eastwood movie? You know the one where he was um, just like the angry Grand old guy, Th- uh, uh, Gran Torino. Yeah, just make like yeah. a Indiana Jones Gran Torino. Human like some relationship. No, is- not not even not even that much. I think it's just I just reckon it's him just at home. Just dealing with really boring domestic, like Indiana. Right. It's like Indiana Jones and the Gallstones. You know, it's him like really struggling right. to pee. You know, in, in, Indiana Jones and the end of financial year paperwork. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the can't find the remote. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him, him on the couch with his reading glasses, searching around, right. going, "I know, I put it somewhere," right. and he's like reaching yeah. down between the and cushions. the search for the lost remote. Indiana Jones and the search for the lost remote. And then, Indiana at the Jones, end of the film, he would realise he left it over by the door when he got up to let the cat out. So he gets his whip and he tries to whip the remote from the other side of the room. So he doesn't have to get up because his knees are killing him. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the search for the lost remote. <laughs> Indiana Jones, has anyone seen my teeth? Uh, in, 17 pl- in 17th place... Uh, so, oh, by the way, Michael, can you just tell us what um, uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, what that Rotten Tomatoes rating is, please? I'd be interested to know if pe- oh, yeah. more people like Crystal Skull or Batman versus Superman. Oh, I mean, uh, 17. Crystal, crystal Skull, I would think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just bet off the top of my head. What He's do you better, think? We'll have a higher rating. Yeah, I think it'll have a higher rating. What do you think? I think it will too, but not by much. Yeah, that sounds okay. about right. <laughs> so, um, all right. 17. It's 17. Oh, 77%. What the fuck? There you go. Is that? Wow. Jeez. <laughs> that's what that says. I don't I know. Mean, that's a drubbing. Yeah, that's a real drubbing. All right. In, seven, in 17th place, it's also animation. Oh, God. I don't watch animated films. Uh, uh, what are kids like these days? They like fast cars and big. Cars. <laughs> I'm just fucking padding. Well, I don't know. Um, is it? It's 3D animation. 
Um, oh. Give me a hint. Who who is one of the celebrities voicing the character? One of the characters, not not necessarily the lead. Give me a I don't know, like a Pat Oswald or something like that. Look, the the main character would give it away. Okay. Do you and know I any d- of the other? And voices? I don't know any of the other people <laughs> who were in it. Okay. So, um, is it about anthropomorphized yes. animals? Yes. Okay. Oh, is it uh, Madagascar? An- 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 Angelina Jolie was one of the other voice actors. Ah. Oh, Kung Fu Panda. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. In 18th place on the list. Yeah. Uh, a live action movie. Okay. Um, how many films have there been in the series? There has been in this series of films uh, five. Okay. Um, is it Grown Ups, the Grown Ups franchise? <laughs> <laughs> it's been five. Grown yeah. Ups. Yeah, we're making one every year. Grown Ups. Yeah. Grown Ups need a holiday. Grown Ups. I actually have too many cars. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> uh, five. Four or five, did you say? Five. Five, five, five. Um, science fiction? Yep. Uh, alien? No, not Alien. Uh, predators? <laughs> alien is on the list at number 21. Oh, really? Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, aliens. So it's out of science fiction, you said? Yeah. Yes. I would say so. Science fiction. Action. Is it... Okay. Is Are there any reboots in it? Or are we all in the original... <laughs> It's the timeline is inconsistent at best. Star Trek. No, Star Trek is number nineteen though. Well Shit. done. Shit. Ah. Um. So is it like a fairly modern? Is it a modern series? It's not like has it been? Was it established in the last ten years? No. Ah. Oh. But there have been movies in the last ten years. What the fuck would it be? I'm stumped. Um, can you give me an actor, not a lead? A supporting actor? That might... Yes. Let's not give it away? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just fucking go on IMDb? Well, no, because you said, can you give me a supporting oh, right. actor? Th- that, and I said, give it yes. away. And then you said, that it won't give it away. And I was like, no. <laughs> okay. All right. I understand. Um, science uh, you know what? Uh, what? What about... Christian Bale. Oh. oh, Terminator. Nah, still gave it away. <laughs> yeah, gave it away. <laughs> you know, the thing that was throwing me, you, you, I, 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 I confused myself because I said sci-fi and then my brain immediately went to space when I should have just right. realised there's other kinds of science fiction. <laughs> I did say sci-fi action. So, um, all right. In 20th, okay. in 20th place, because 19 was Star Trek, and you nailed that. Okay. Uh, you've already yeah. got 21, which is Alien. So we're almost there. Um, in 20th place, live action, sci-fi, oh. uh, fantasy, maybe? I don't know. Sci- uh, uh, sci-fi. Some right. special it, effects. How, 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 some special effects? Like, well, as in, like, depending on where in the evolution of the franchise. Always special effects, but now, like, you know, really special special effects. Back in the day, That's practical yeah. special effects. Okay, so it's like um, the Muppets or something. No, that doesn't make any sense. The oh. Muppets are still the Muppets. They haven't CGI'd <laughs> them yet. No. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be so fucking weird. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, imagine if they're like, we're yeah. rebooting the Muppets, but they're CGI now. And you're like, oh, I didn't know. Would you CGI them as in to look like puppets or would you CGI them to be more articulate and blinking and all that kind of shit? Yeah, real life Muppets. Oh, that's know, hor- know, hor- horrible. Right. Those things should not live. <laughs> um, okay, it's live action. Yeah. It's sci-fi. Oh, come on. Number seven. Um, how many films in the series? In the, the uh, series to date, there are eight. Eight? Eight, What yes. is this? What is this of which you speak? Um, so it must be around for a while. It's, it's sort of established in the 80s? No, even before that, I would suggest. Ooh, goodness gracious me. 1968, and it's not Star Trek. It's not Star Trek. What sci-fi because series? Because I already told you that one of them was Star Trek, so it'd be I weird know, if just another quite, one... Oh, yeah, well... Oh, oh, oh I, no, sorry. I, 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 number 19 and number 20 are both Star Trek, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> um, established in 1968. Well, Mike Hal obviously knows, because yeah. he's throwing bloody years at me. Exactly. Um, so 1968. Eight, film, eight films since 68. And it's yep. a sci-fi and the special event. And it's not a TV show. This is... Uh, I think, there, I think there may have actually been a TV show at some stage, but it's most famously a, a movie franchise. Oh, The Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In, in 20th place is The Highlander. Just one in front of the Alien series is The <laughs> Highlander series. Uh, uh, what would have been made? Oh, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Number 20, Thank Planet you. of the Apes. Yeah. All right. Uh, in uh, number 22 is an action uh, movie franchise that has made box office to date $1.2 billion. Uh, there have been four films so far. How many diehards are there? Five. So it's not diehard. Uh, action. Four action films. Are there lots of explosions? Uh, some, but not predominantly. More. Oh, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne in number, yeah. uh, in twenty second. Uh, you, you couldn't see it when you're listening at home, but I just did kung fu to will. Right, <laughs> when I was coming up with. And the best thing about it was, it was nothing like Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> not once ever in any of those films. I have not seen the new one yet. Does he ever do what essentially what you did, which was sideways jazz hands? <laughs> that wasn't karate. It was <laughs> rocker Stanford. That wasn't karate. That was crazy. <laughs> it was Pahate. Um, okay, in uh, number 23, it is a, again sci fi, $1.7 billion. Three films, I would say sci fi, sci fi, comedy, maybe. Oh, <laughs> not the Matrix. <laughs> sci fi, comedy. Yeah. Comedy, maybe. Three films. Uh, Ghostbusters, no. Ghostbusters? No, Ghostbusters. Not, no, 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 not Ghostbusters. Um, well, there's only been two so far. Yeah, but this, the third one's coming out though, right? Yeah, but... but I'm, I'm guessing Ghostbusters Charlie, is if you've been paying attention to the numbering system, I said there'd been four Jason Bourne films to date. There's a fifth okay. one coming up. You know what I mean? I'm including... Okay, okay. all right, all right. So, uh, sci-fi with some comedy. Does it have a male lead? Yes. Because it's a movie. It's it's, a movie uh, that's been made in Hollywood in the last 40 years. So it's not one of the three that had female leads. It's not Aaron Brockovich. (laughs) 
sci-fi with oh men in black no men, there's four men in black no three was it was men in black men in black three that is still three. one of the most valuable franchises you're kidding yeah. me that's, that's they haven't made one in no since they when? Made, is it so uh, it wasn't that long ago they made the third one um 1.7 billion so they so they it sounds like they they are basing the value of the franchise on the box office right well, not entirely, and but that is certainly it seems to be part of it. No, it's not entirely on the box office because the DC universe has made one point five billion and it's in sixteenth. So, right, no, okay. it must be some other stuff as well. But um, it must also also be stuff that can be that is still in production now. Like, there's obviously Lord of the well, Rings isn't there, and uh, the Matrix well, and stuff. For or example, or for example. Uh, reports that the fourth film, Men in Black, this is, uh, yeah. will will merge with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill's Twenty One Jump Street universe, and bring I've heard the, that, and bring the viability of the Men in Black's universe into question. Blah 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 blah. Um, so I guess they the potential of like yeah you know, where it, where it could still go and what it's worth is probably involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, well, they, they, I guess these are all active universes. These might be all things that are still kind of going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 24th place, we're almost there. Um, yeah. Box office to date, $1 billion. Number of films, seven. Four. Um, Rocky. <laughs> Actually, that works. Creed, Rocky, Rocky Creed. Creed, Rocky Universe? The Rocky Creed Universe. In 24th place, Rocky. Fuck yes! I am the world's smartest man! Feel before my knowledge of absolute bullshit! At this one specific thing, you are Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Un-fucking believable. I mean, I it's... just... I, I feel like I'm like Jason Ackermanis. I'm just going to run to the crowd and be like, <gasps> I can't believe I just did that. Do a handstand at the end of the podcast. Yeah, and then say something really homophobic to the press. <laughs> I mean, a couple of years later, that just taints the podcast forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we'd like to put Charlie Clawson in the Podcasting Hall of Fame, but it's just those couple of really homophobic things he said. <laughs> That's uh, pretty amazing. So, what a that that you'd have to say that though that franchise wouldn't have been in consideration until Creed came along and was like a shot in the arm, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like. Those films would have made a lot of money, but that new one, like, you can clearly see... I think we talked about this when Justin was on the show. It's like, you can clearly see the universe building. It's like, you know, the Rocky universe, and now the we just go and focus on this little subset of the Rocky universe. And, Mate, it's, and it's done in such a way that it, it builds a mythology, you know, around the characters and, you know, the hierarchy of the characters and stuff. It's so I watched it again the other day. It's a fucking brilliantly structured film. Well, I, I have an idea for a film very similar, like in idea, based on the success of that, that I think I could pitch. And it's about this, like, you know, young black kid who's kind of grown up in the hood and whatever, but, like, despite the fact that all the rest of his friends, like, have gone to a life of crime. You know, kind of think The Wire, sort of like, you know, that sort of vibe, right? And um, despite the fact that all the rest of his friends have gone to a life of crime, he uh, has always wanted to be, a like, a policeman. But in his, like in his neighborhood that's like really fucking frowned upon and like you know the other thing is that he's really really good at doing sound effects right 
and, but he never but he never knew who his dad was <laughs> he decides to go to policing <laughs> do you see where this is going have, are you writing the check yet what are, what are you writing the check yet give this kid whatever he wants we got a deal <laughs> Uh, that makes complete sense. That um, so they must be. I assume they're making a Creed sequel. That have to be right. Like they'd be crazy not to. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that first one was so fucking great. So why wouldn't you make another one? Out, out next year. Holy out next shit. Year. Yeah. Not wasting any bloody time. Um. All right. We got to the twenty-five. Then the last one. Yes, in twenty-fifth place. Uh, films to date five. Uh, box office to date, $1.4 billion. Okay. Animated or live action? Live action. Um, sci-fi? No. Superhero. Superhero, no? Not really. Okay. I mean, no. Five. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, you'll understand what I mean when you know the answer, but... Okay. The, uh, um... Uh, was there one out in the last 12 months? I don't think so, no. Okay. There's been five of them. Starting, yeah. when, what year was the first one released? Or, you know, roughly. Oh, the first one came out in 1980. Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> die Hard? <laughs> die Hard. No, it's not, it's not Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, it's Die Hard. It is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, there you go. Die Hard. Holy shit. I did Number not do there. too badly. No, you, I mean, piece. you did amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> really thought that would go for longer. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we'd get two episodes out of it. I was like, this would be a two-parter. We'll be like, <laughs> no. No, that's fucking insane. It's, uh, I love that, um, like, in, a, in Australia where our industry is so small, like, you know, there's entire newspapers in America, in LA, dedicated to speculating about the vibe, financial viability of ideas. You know what I mean? Like it seems so such a foreign concept in Australia when it's so hard to kind of get things made and get into production and stuff. To know that there is a city exists where like ideas and you know creative endeavors are commerce. It's just it's bizarre. What are the top twenty-five Australian movie franchises? Currently, I'd say the only film franchise yeah. What's is the, Red, I mean, Red, Red Dog. They're making a sequel. Red Dog was fairly successful. They're making a sequel to that. Blue Dog. I mean, spoilers. Yeah. Red Dog died in the first one. What's the <laughs> That's why. Blue what's Dog. The, what's the sequel? Is it fucking... Weak, his, weak? His, his, his brother gets out of jail and is out to avenge <laughs> the death, <laughs> the death of, of Red Dog. Red Dog. They had to tell him that it was through natural um, natural causes, but Blue Dog doesn't take that. He goes on a rampage. <laughs> rampage through, where's it set? Broken Hill? No, somewhere. I mean, yeah, I'd like to think, like, the idea that his brother, like, becomes, like, it, it's kind of crossed with Wolf Creek. Yeah. So, <laughs> so traumatised by the death of his brother, he goes and kidnaps backpackers and murders them. <laughs> I'd say Mad, Ma Mad Max would probably be, I mean, the only, the only Crocodile one. Dundee. I mean, well, Mad how Max many, would be how the many, only. 
Hemi, Crocodile Dundee, are there three, right? Three. So far. Only three. And yeah. Mad Max Mad is Max the only is one. The only one where, really. where they've made one in the last, you know, 20 years or so. I don't know. What what other big hit Aussie films were there? Young Young Einstein never had a sequel. It's slightly older Einstein. Middle-aged Einstein. Oh, yeah, Wolf, there you go. Wolf Creek, kind of, yeah. I guess. Now that it's got the TV thing, but... Yeah, that is, well, that is a franchise now. Like, that's yeah. definitely... It's a brand name. Like, there's the Wolf Creek, two films and a series. Okay, so here we go. This is the top Australian films of all time. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Crocodile what Dundee are, what is, are a, yep. is a franchise. Uh, that's number one. Oh, do you want to guess them? We'll, oh, we'll, yeah. We'll put this shoe yeah. on the other foot. Okay, okay so Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee is number one. That's the, that's the reigning okay. champ. What's number two? Now, these are all, like, Australian... All Australian productions, Australian Lee. Oh, yeah, okay, we'll get to that. But, yeah, all Australian productions. And this is the most... The money they made at the box office? Yes, yes. So, Crocodile Dundee is champ. With It made 47 million domestically. And probably a lot more internationally. But this is just for Australian uh, domestic. Uh, In second place, I would say... Um, fucking, what was that Baz Luhrmann musical with Kylie Minogue and Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge, is that Moulin Rouge is in the top 10, but that's at number five. Uh, Number number five, five. okay. Um, okay, But you, let me just say that you are in the the right... Is it Australia? Yes. (laughs) I was going to say you're in the right country, but that would have given it away. All right. (laughs) Because you're actually in the wrong, you would have been United States? (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay i knew it would be a baz Luhrmann film but i was i, I was okay so australia at number two yeah and then, guess three and, and then what so was his other one at number five so yeah, n- yeah. number so three you, now this i don't know if you call it a franchise but there, it had a sequel oh okay it had a sequel. and it's um yeah no, it had a sequel there's two of them the, the one the second one was not as well received as the first Okay, the Wog Boy. <laughs> it is not the the Wog Boy, or Wog Boy Two, King of Mykonos. Is does, um, the Wog, does the Wog Boy make the top ten? It does not. Oh, uh, boo, <laughs> boo. Uh, okay, there's been two of them, and the second one wasn't as uh, well received as the first one. I feel like I yeah. should. Re- I really. Like know this, like it's it, it's really. But is it Babe? Ah, uh, yes. yes, 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 it is. Okay, all right. Um, number four, yeah, is uh, it's a ch- it's a it's a children's film. Uh number four is a children's mm. film. Number four, Wolf. I can't Creek. really tell you. T- I can't really. <laughs> I can't really tell you too much because we'll give it away. But uh, yeah, no, that's okay. I understand that. Um. It's for children. It's a film that is for children that was made yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Is it uh, the remake of The Untouchables starring The Wiggles? Is that yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Dorothy the dinosaur pulls out a knife, you pull out a gun. <laughs> it's the remake of Drive that Dorothy the dinosaur did, right? Scene by scene <laughs> yeah. in yeah. the big red car. In the big red car. Right. <laughs> It's that Weekend at Bernie's remake that they did with Jeff when he couldn't wake up. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a children's film. Yes, no, and there was also... I need, a, there was I also, need more of a clue. Th- there were two of them? 
Oh, there was two of them, and they were for I children. believe the first one was actually nominated for an Oscar in its category. Oh, okay, which was uh, children's films. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Legend you, of Blinky Bill. I can jump puddles. I, you, you might say that um, I would have trouble describing this, uh, fi- this film to ha- people. Happy Feet. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I got I got a little confused when you said it's a children's film. Happy Feet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just kind of I didn't want to say it was an animated film because how many animated right. films have been made in Australia? Yeah. So okay. kids' film Happy was as Fate. closest to the T as I could get. I thought. No, okay. All right. Uh, so you guessed five. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Uh, now number six has is interesting because it's an Australian film, but it is not set in Australia. It's an Australian film. Now, you said in, that... You said as that in, w- it's, ma- it's, it's directed, made by an Australian, produced by Australians. Um, uh, yeah, crew was Australian, director was Australian, had Australian actors in it, but it is not an Australian story. Oh, okay. And it's the sixth highest grossing box office. And you said that Wogboy Kings of Mykonos <laughs> didn't make the list, so... Yeah, there's no Wogboy Kings of Mykonos. Um... There's no pause starring Nathan Cavalieri. Um, <laughs> there's no. Uh, 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 there's no meat pie. Um, the piano. No. Um, no. Are you the director of this film has already featured in this list. Oh, okay. So it's a Baz Luhrmann film. Um, it's. <laughs> uh, which Romeo and Juliet? Does that count as a no? Great guess, Will, but not quite. But not quite. Um, it's Baz Luhrmann's... Um, I've got a feeling you'll get, get this. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Oh, babe. No. I said that was a great guess. You, uh, you'll get this if you think really hard. Great You're- Gat, oh, Will. Great. I mean, your <laughs> clues make it harder. <laughs> uh, number seven on the list is a sequel to one of the films that's already been read out. Uh, oh, Crocodile and D2. Yes. Yeah. In, in number eight is okay. probably the most art house of the films like it's definitely a crowd pleaser but i think when it was released it was like you know fairly indie strictly boring oh yeah you're good at this too i mean baz lerman one two three four four right. films and yeah it's quite a good director isn't he it's quite oh, yeah. successful. <laughs> uh number nine yeah number nine uh you would know, knowing me, you would know what this film is. Mad Max. Yes. Uh, which one? Uh, I think it's gross. It's by gross. Box office. So. Well, F- Fury Road, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And number 10, we had sort of discussed this film already. Uh, Young Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Red Dog. <laughs> Wog Boy, Kings of Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rod, uh, Red Dog rounds out the top ten. So, and how yeah, much? So how much did Red Dog make? 
Uh, twenty-one million. Okay, so uh, off, it would have been off of like probably you know like five million dollar budget, maybe a bit more. So that's did you good. did you ever see it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's all right. Like it's it's, uh, it's mate, a little hokey it's, for me. It's it's like an episode of a country practice or something, or the Flying Doctors yeah. or something like that. But when that fucking dog dies at the end, I was <laughs> on a plane and I honestly thought I was going through menopause. I, I was having hot flushes. I was like sobbing like a person who's like had something really fucking traumatic happen to them. Like, you know, that kind of like deep, like you can't quite get your breath fucking sobbing. Yeah. And I was like, that dog's a fucking actor. That dog didn't die. <laughs> Why am I so sad? Um, I need to wind this up because I've got yeah, to get to a bloody go. baby shower. I don't know how that happens now, but guys get invited to baby showers now. So... I know it's um, a mu- it's a mutual friend of ours, and so yeah. uh, I was talking to Amy this morning, and she was talking about it, and I was like, uh, "Yeah," she said, "I'll see Charlie," and I said, "Oh, I won't be there. <laughs> I'll be yeah, watching. I, uh, I'll be watching I'm, AFL on my computer." <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, is expected of of me, but I uh, um, nothing. I, I feel a bit weird about saying I'll be at a baby shower because it's like I'm gonna be at a baby's shower. Like, well, no, no that, well, that's the difference between yeah. a, ba- a baby shower and a baby's shower. <laughs> uh, from what I've heard, Charlie, I think you'll have yes. a very fun day. Okay, great, good. So good. I think that, yeah, excellent. And, uh, got, I, well, I'm dealing with the world's worst hangovers, so maybe yes, best to get back on the horse. I, I feel like you'll be, that will be the horse will be available for you to get back onto. <laughs> okay. The horse will be there. Its back has been rested up and well prepared. Yeah. Um, and as we uh, and uh, as we traditionally say at the end of the podcast, sorry, rant over, but um, <laughs> we should we should um, uh, plug the Patreon and just mention the Foz level of yeah. the Patreon. Yeah. So uh, we uh, have been doing this thing uh, with uh, James Fosdyke where he's been going through old episodes and turning certain conversations into comic strips. Uh, it's quite funny. He sent us an email this week with a new bunch of art. And uh, he said he was listening to us plug this last time and he almost cried when you described it as Foz has been doing a three-panel strip. <laughs> and when he, he said well, he counted up the panels and it was 17. <laughs> well, that's a, originally because when he pitched, we when we taught the idea, he goes, it'll be simple. He, yeah. I, I remember clearly having the conversation with him at his house in Adelaide. He goes, it'll be simple because <laughs> I can just do three panels and it'll be a bit of a different template, you know. Yeah. And now he's like doing these seventeen panel things in this completely new style for him and all That's this stuff. Awesome. But they are so cool, so amazing. I love them. I love them. I get so excited every two weeks when he sends a new batch through. I'm like, oh my god, what are we going to see here? The the bizarre thing is, he captures moments he's only heard described to him so fucking well. Like, obviously, you know, with his fucking with his spin on it. But it's like, were you there? Like, have you? Have you been there the whole time, James? Have you been with me the whole time? <laughs> he's he's like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. He's in us. He, he's like the force. He's all around us. He binds us. Well, essentially, that's what that was in, in R2-D2 back in the original movie was uh, one of the first podcasts. That was actually just yeah. Princess Leia's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really early podcast. Yeah, called Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi. I need your help. <laughs> I mean, she had some other stuff, but it, she lost the recording. Yeah. <laughs> microphones didn't work (laughs) she's done this interview with Darth Vader just the sound had been all out so uh, what we're asking people is if you like the show and look if you like the show and you want to support it you can go to Patreon and and, um, uh, subscribe to any level that's completely cool but 
you know, if you want a bit more bang for your buck and um, you want to get some stuff coming back to you, then if you join at $10 a month, you get the Fosdyke panel sent to you every two weeks. Plus, you get to download the ebook, the TOEFOT 100 ebook for free. Um, plus, you get a, a notification on any time we're doing like live shows or anything like that. So it's kind of, um, we're trying to add more stuff as we go. It's a bit hard at the moment because we're in different countries. But um, the idea with the Patreon is we just want to do more stuff for you guys. And so the Fosdyke thing's good because we don't have to do any of the work. <laughs> we right. just give the money to Fosdyke and he creates the art and we give it to you guys. And that's kind of ideally how we, how we want it to go, right? Yeah, we're that's just sort perfect of, for us. Yeah. That's our <laughs> perfect business model. Whatever minimizes the risk of us fucking something up. Like, since we got Mike Hell on, you might notice the show's been a bit more regular and sounds a lot better. We want to do more of that. Yeah. <laughs> more of getting people involved who can deliver stuff that we won't fuck up. Right. And so if you support us at whatever level, we're very grateful about it. And obviously, you don't have to if you can't afford to. Yeah. Um, but we try to get up. It supports that TOEFOP page, supports all the podcasts. You know, yeah. So that's really just a way of like, you know, we try to get two or three up a week, you know, over the, you know, five or six that we have, you know, between us. So, um, you know, mm. the more you can support us and help us out with that, the more we can do it. And as of next week, we're going to be back in the same country for a few months. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so be that'll good. be a chance for us to, to do some some other stuff, I reckon. Like yeah, I said, maybe cool. the the, the, uh, the uh, out at, <laughs> I'm going to contest you up. What's the name of the, the commentary? Can't remember. Yeah, I th that or uh, what the fuck are we talking about? What the fuck are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> I like um, Simple. And yeah, if people want to listen to our footy podcast, it's called Two Guys, One Cup. Uh, you can find that. Uh, um, Fofop is still going along. There's a, been a couple of new episodes out. There's a good one with Dave Anthony talking about politics and Brexit and Trump and stuff. And then... Uh, one with a brand new guest, Charlie, uh, Laura House. Um, she, If you've heard like Comedy Film Nerds or a bunch of other podcasts, you've probably heard her before, but she's so funny and so delightful and I really enjoyed having her on the podcast. So if you haven't checked it out yet, check that out. Yeah, I listened to the uh, podcast she did with Meryl Barr where she uh, taught him how to meditate. <laughs> right. Yeah, she did, she's, she's invited uh, me to come and do her podcast where she teaches the one You should she do it. Because yeah. I've been, I've been, um, I started meditating last year. I've been, I've been getting into it. I've been meditating every day, and so I'm just trying to be listening to a whole bunch of things, see how other people do it. It's really good. I really like it. I, I, I thought it was. Um, I think uh, Meryl hearing his response is great because he comes in so wound up, and then hearing him by the end of the podcast, it's like you know, it's like when you get home and your dog's so excited to see you, and then just like a couple of like pats, and you sit down, and then the dog calms down. You sort of hear that happen live on the podcast. It's great. I feel like the only thing that I worry about with meditation is that I am pretty meditated. Most, <laughs> do you know I mean? No, 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 medicated, Will. There's a difference. I, I am heavily meditated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have anything to promote? Any shows or anything you're about, you're coming to do? Uh, I, uh, what, what have I got coming up? Um, oh, I'm going to be involved in the Dollop uh, Down Under tour in some capacity. So that's going on sale in a couple of weeks. and um, Okay, Dave still hasn't fucking called me. That's fine, no problem. Had him on our live show pretty much every time we do it. But yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Don't really care, Will. Don't want to be asked. Good, glad. Have fun. Sounds good. Well, I mean, I think they asked me first to see what I can do and then they fill in the other gaps. But... <laughs> Actually, last night at the football, 
um, I said to one of the publicists, I said, oh, you know, because there, uh, there was a lot of uh, girls from work and stuff and um, you know, a couple of journos and stuff. And I said, oh, so how, how does this work? Like, how does Seven work out who gets a box when? And she said, well, they mm. hire it for the year and then, you know, different departments will have the box for a weekend and they can take clients and stuff. And I said, oh, so, you know, uh, so this is the publicity, you know, weekend. She's like, yeah, yeah. So we invited a whole bunch of people, but everyone was really busy. And so I stopped her and said, oh, so by extension, that's when my invite came. <laughs> <laughs> when Rebecca Gibney uh, was too busy, <laughs> like, we'll just work our way down the list. Uh, by she the way, assured me that, that I was at the top because I'm an AFL fan. But uh, I secretly suspect that, you know, maybe Koshy Sam Armitage couldn't make it. <laughs> Never have I had more invites to a game of football, by the way. Like, I got, you invited me. Uh, Adam Spencer, like, you know, hit me up. The Bulldogs invited me because it was in Sydney and they're like, are you in Sydney coming to the game? I was like, never. I could have had like nine seats. I could have taken, <laughs> I could have taken a posse to the footy. I could have taken everyone I fucking knew to the footy. I could have started a Facebook group and had a day out of the fucking footy. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of empty seats probably uh, because you didn't take any of the free offers. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh, these are all Will Anderson well, seats." <laughs> <laughs> they actually locked out five thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is it? Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. Okay, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Sorry, rant over. <laughs>